Welcome to this, the next edition of our daily devotions coming to you from Church of the Palms in Sarasota, Florida. We are so happy you've joined us and we encourage you to share these devotional times with those that you know and love. Would you please pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. Our scripture today is from Genesis chapter 27, verses 1 through 41. Fair warning, this is a long story, but I think it's good for us to hear the whole story so that we can grasp the gravity of it. Again, Genesis 27, verses 1 through 41. When Isaac was old and his eyes were dim so that he could not see, he called his elder son Esau and said to him, My son, and he answered, Here I am. And he said, See, I am old. I do not know the day of my death. Now then, take your weapons, your quiver and your bow, and go out to the field and hunt game for me. Then prepare for me savory food such as I like and bring it to me to eat so that I may bless you before I die. Now Rebekah was listening when Isaac spoke to his son Esau. So when Esau went to the field to hunt for game and bring it, Rebekah said to her son Jacob, I heard your father say to your brother Esau, bring me game and prepare for me savory food to eat that I may bless you before the Lord before, the Lord, before I die. Now therefore, my son, obey my word as I command you. Go to the flock and get me two choice kids so that I may prepare for them savory food for your father such as he likes. And you shall take it to your father to eat so that he may bless you before he dies. But Jacob said to his mother Rebekah, Look, my brother Esau is a hairy man and I'm a man of smooth skin. Perhaps my father will feel me and I shall seem to be mocking him and bring a curse on myself and not a blessing. His mother said to him, let your curse be on me, my son. Only obey my word and go get them for me. So he went and got them and brought them to his mother. And his mother prepared savory food such as his father loved. Then Rebekah took the best garments of her elder son Esau, which were with her in the house, and put them on her younger son Jacob. And she put the skins of the kids on his hands and on the smooth part of his neck. Then she handed the savory food and the bread that she had prepared to her son Jacob. So he went into his father and said, My father. And he said, Here I am. Who are you, my son? And Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. I have done as you told me. Now sit up and eat of my game so that you may bless me. But Isaac said to his son, How is it you have found it so quickly, my son? He answered, Because the Lord your God granted me success. Then Isaac said to Jacob, Come near that I may feel you, my son, to know whether you are really my son Esau or not. So Jacob went up to his father Isaac, who felt him and said, The voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. He did not recognize him because his hands were hairy like his brother's Esau's hands, so he blessed him. And he said, Are you really my son Esau? He answered, I am. Then he said, Bring it to me that I may eat of my son's game and bless you. So he brought it to him, and he ate, and he brought him wine, and he drank. And then his father Isaac said to him, Come near and kiss me, my son. So he came near and kissed him, and smelled the smell of his garments, and blessed him, and said, Ah, the smell of my son is like the smell of a field that the Lord has blessed. May God give, you, give of you the dew of heaven and the fatness of the earth and plenty of grain and wine. Let people serve you and nations bow down to you. Be Lord over your brothers and may your mother's sons bow down to you. Cursed be everyone who curses you and blessed be everyone who blesses you. 
As soon as Isaac had finished blessing Jacob, when Jacob had scarcely gone out from the presence of his father Isaac, his brother Esau came in from his hunting. He had also prepared savory food and brought it to his father. And he said to his father, Let my father sit up and eat of his son's game so that you may bless me. And his father Isaac said to him, Who are you? He answered, I'm your firstborn son, Esau. Then Isaac trembled violently and said, Who was it then that hunted game and brought it to me and I ate it all before you came and I have blessed him? Yes, and blessed he shall be. When Esau heard his father's words, he cried out with an exceedingly great and bitter cry and said to his father, Bless me also, bless me also, father. But he said, Your brother came deceitfully and he has taken away your blessing. Esau said, Is he not rightly named Jacob? For he has supplanted me these two times. He took away my birthright and now look, he has taken away my blessing. Then he said, Have you not reserved a blessing for me? And Isaac answered Esau, I have already made him your Lord, and I have given him, given him all his brothers as servants, and with grain and wine I have sustained him. What then can I do for you, my son? Esau said to his father, Have you only one blessing, father? Bless me, me also, father. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. Then his father Isaac answered him, See, away from the fatness of the earth shall your home be, and away from the dew of heaven on high. By your sword you shall live, and you shall serve your brother. But when you break loose, you shall break his yoke from your neck. Now, Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing with which his father had blessed him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I do a lot of premarital counseling and marriage counseling, and I'm not a trained counselor, so it may be a dangerous thing when people come to me for counsel. I'm not sure I'm very helpful, but one of the things I observe when I counsel couples is that many marriages suffer from unrealistic expectations. They want to have the perfect relationship, and they are crushed when they discover they don't. I remember when after marrying a young couple who I had great hopes for, I got a call about six months later from the new husband telling me that he thought the relationship was over. I said, what? And I told him to get into my office right away, which he did, and I asked him what seemed to be the problem, and he told me that he didn't think it was going to work because they had had some fights. And I said, yeah, so what's the problem? And he said, well, you know, you're not supposed to fight in a marriage. Yeah, I said, but I told him that disagreements, conflicts, and yes, fighting were very much a part of marriage. And, and he said, well, no, they're not. And I never saw my parents fight ever. Well, after a long time of talking, it turned out that the policy in his family when he was growing up, that the parents would never fight in front of their kids, which led him, of course, to believe that fighting was out of bounds in a marriage. And that gave me the chance then to talk about what it means to be a family and that families have their hiccups. And... <clears throat> and, and the key is, what do you do with the hiccups? I'm happy to report that that couple is still happily married. I guess it's been about 20 years since I married them. As you can see in the story I just read to you, the family of Isaac and Rebecca had their hiccups, big hiccups. Mother and son conspiring against father and other son, Lying, cheating, stealing, the family birthright, the blessing, going to the wrong son, Esau feeling cheated, and the whole story ends with Esau hating his brother Jacob. And this is one of the Bible's major key families. This is the 
key link in the lineage of God's promise to Abraham to make a great nation, and yet here it is breaking apart. What are we to make of this? What does it say that this is one of the big stories in the Bible? Well, among many things, it brings us the good news that no family is perfect and that God can work through the most broken of families to bring about redemption. The good news for Isaac's family is that the story doesn't end with Esau hating Jacob. It continues until eventually Esau forgives Jacob and allows the story to continue on to be a story of grace and not hate, sorting out the conflict and making amends and moving on. Which brings us to our own families. As much as we like to have perfect families, the bottom line is we don't. But that's where the grace of God comes in. That's where the forgiveness comes in. That's where the, a new beginning comes in. That's where we get to see over and over again that the power of God comes not from our perfection, but in God's loving grace that seeks to put the pieces back together again. May it be so with your family and with mine. Let us pray. We thank you, O oh God, for some of these great stories in the Bible that show us what real life is all about, including families that don't always sync up as much as they'd like to, families that break, families that have pain and hate. And we thank you, O oh God, that you are at work in the lives of those families and that you are always seeking to bring about a new creation, redemption, and a new way of living. And so we pray that you will be within our own families and that we would um, not shy away from the fact that all families have some brokenness and yet all families can be a part of your great plan to bring about redemption in the world. So open our eyes to see your hand at work uh, through the lives of those that we know and love. For we pray this in Christ's name. Amen.